Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel bad. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network. And that's the bottom line. The Gold Gold Central. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm, and if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Welcome to TNA Chat Live with your host, Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service. The Bronx Father, Tony Mirabella. All right, guys. Good Thursday evening to you. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Back after a week hiatus, I am the Bronx Father. And let's dive right into it, man. Interesting impact tonight. Uh, we have new tag team champions, Chavo and Hernandez, regaining the world tag team uh, titles. I, I'll be quite honest, I don't know how to feel um, I don't know, Rude and Aries, to me, are, I like them better as singles. I mean, they're good together, but as far as them being a permanent tag team, I kind of think this is the direction. I think this is the lesser of two evils. We'll have to see, because the stipulation in this match was if Chavo and Hernandez could not win, they would uh, never be able to wrestle as a tag team again. So I didn't see that happening. Plus, they were in Texas. Uh, they were way over in Texas. So I don't know. I don't know what we'll, we'll do to transition the tag belts. But not, not too bad a deal. Good match. Although, it was a two out of three falls match. And if you blinked, you missed the first two falls, which I had a little bit of a problem with. The stipulation was completely and utterly unnecessary because... The first two falls fucking happened literally within the minute of the match starting. So, I mean, I I don't know. A lot of stuff going on with gut check. You know, the chat room tonight, I think tomorrow 
MindWipe is going to have to install a new chat room because the chat room literally melted fucking down during the gut check. And I don't get it because, look, I'm a big X-Man fan. Magneto ends up winning the gut check. And like I said, people went nuts. Magneto wins the gut check, and he has to face, of course, the three-man panel. And the fact that Pierce, who is a 17-year-old veteran, lost. I mean, Ashley, I thought, was literally going to destroy shit. I mean, he went just fucking crazy. See, I don't know enough about these indie guys to, to just really make that much of, of a, you know, an opinion on it, but was not happy at all that Magneto won. And when the three-man panel comes out, we get Danny Davis, who says no, and I know his name is Magno, okay? I'm just being stupid. Danny Davis says no. Magno gets to cut his bilingual speech about why he should continue on. But then Bruce Pritchard says no. And Bruce, Bruce Pritchard said something here that I got to say. Right before I open the phone lines, let me just say this. If you guys didn't catch this, Bruce Pritchard basically tells Magneto that your lack of experience is going to be a problem. And I don't have this word for word, but the same way that Pierce's experience would have been a problem. Last time I checked, unless I've gone completely fucking insane... It's a good thing to have experience. What heart surgeon would you rather work on you? A guy who's been doing it for 40 years or a guy who's been doing it for six months? I mean, that was, I don't know who had a bigger asinine statement, him or fucking Taz, that apparently Texas is the only state that has a state flag. Taz, your IQ would have to be raised for you to qualify for disability. But now that I've taken that shot, I want to know what you guys think, so I'm opening the phone lines right now. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Or you can add SNS Radio Network to your Skype if you prefer. Send me an email, Live at snsradionetwork.com. Real easy. Yeah, I mean, just, you know... I don't know who writes for these guys or if they're doing shit on the fly. Taz is usually a funny guy. I, I almost think that had to be a work. Well, you know something, guys? Uh, uh, Texas is the only state that's got its own flag. I'm telling you now. Taz is telling you. I mean, just fucking amazing, man, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, he's the leader of aces and eights. I'm telling you right now, today, you can't be doing this to the leader of aces and eights. I'm telling you right now, you know, because I'm from New York, and I got to talk like this. And now you can talk however you want. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, Bronx. It's Anthony. What's up, man? Uh, did I make it in within 30 seconds? What's that, man? I'm sorry. Did I make the call within 30 seconds? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about that shit. What's up, man? Uh, first off, I was like, I was confused about the whole gut check. That's the second time in a row they've done the, the gut check wrong. I mean, people were hoping for the other person to win with the females to win. What happens? They go for the other girl. 
and they go for Magno or Magneto, whatever you want to call him. And um, unfortunately, they pick him in the end. They say no. Then why the heck did you pick him over Pierce? You say, man, I'm Magneto, man. I'll cut you, man. I'll cut you. And I don't even have to get near you to cut you, man. I make the blade. It fly right at you, Chico. And I cut you. I cut you good. Damn, what sound like Dusty Rose in there, man. What the hell? That's my failure of a Spanish accent. But anyway, no, I agree. I mean, I, I know people in chat were going freaking nuts. And, and definitely uh, the fans even. And this is what's really surprising me. These fans that they're getting who know their indie stuff, because the fans, they were booing. He got a little pop when he said he was from Texas. I mean, a tiny little raise in the volume. And then they went right back to shitting on him. So the fans were unhappy about it either. Yeah, cause, no offense. I'd rather have a guy that's been in the business for a long time, have experience, and have somebody that's new that has not that much experience still. So I'm just wondering why they should have Pierce because, like Ashley has said in the chat, Pierce and um, Cabana was one of the best feuds in the uh, wrestling last year, and it would have been great to do it again or have Pierce in TNA. Well, I mean, like I said, my main, I, I have a problem with them. I mean, first of all, if you weren't going to, you know, let this guy win the gut check anyway, why did you let him win the first segment of it where he's the chosen person just to have him shot down? And, and what really killed this shit was the first two judges shot him down. It wouldn't even been bad if it would. Al Snow could have stayed in the back and drank coffee. <laughs> I'm just saying because um, are they going to do something with Pierce now because I'm saying they have him try to get his contract that's just going to be like what Cowgirl said it's just going to be a repeat of the Jory Ryan thing and look how well that's gone and over don't get me started because there's a there's a rant coming on that shit because I'll tell you right now I last week hence why there wasn't a show I apologize guys by the time I got home, Impact was basically half over, and I'm not going to do a show based on reading results or spoilers. If that's the case, you don't get a show. It's just I consider that unprofessional. Some yeah, you're planning to have a hit on the Cookie Monster, apparently. <laughs> you know, so some people would, would do – I wouldn't do that. that. That's not the standard of quality we have on this network. But, well, then again, after WNL, I don't know what the fuck I just said, but – in, in, all, in all seriousness, you know, I went back finally over the weekend and managed to watch Impact from last week. You know, there's overdoing shit and there's overdoing shit. Now, I understand. And look, to anyone who's been, I'll leave, stay on for this, Anthony. Uh, for anyone who's listened to me over the last few months or however long you've been listening, first off, thank you. Secondly, you know I'm a guy who's not really offended by much. Okay, but... They went too far last week, okay? This guy came off as somebody who you want to hide your freaking kids from. I mean, yeah, there's sleazy, and then there's me having to put on a condom while watching this guy's match because that's how dirty it is. I mean, come on, dude. Touching all over the girls. I have to really... I'm glad TNA killed it tonight. I'm glad uh, they had the intelligence to should, kill it. You should have seen him in, when he was in pro wrestling gorilla, man. The stuff he did when he had women in the ring? Holy crap. And look, before before everyone starts yelling out, Mark, I know 
it the girls okayed it. Okay, I understand that. But still, just damn. I mean, this guy came off, you know, I used the freaking word rapist in the chat room last night. I mean, tonight, excuse me, last night. Someone corrected me and said, no, pervert is more like it. Mm, I don't know. That shit went a little bit beyond perverted. And please, TNA, please, no more oil. I beg you. I- I've been cooking with water for the last week after I seen that shit. And you were, since you said in the chat you didn't see the one night only pay per view of the X Division, uh, I just gotta say, I saw last week and it was pretty decent. It was just basic matches. There was not, like no storyline developed, but of course being taped in January, that's expected. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't weave too many storylines into something that's gonna be freaking seen four months later, you know, I mean. It, it should just be matches. And f- if you tell me it was decent, I'll definitely probably check it out over the weekend. You know, just as yeah, far as... Yeah, this is like how the originals um, East, uh, one, uh, in your house as the WWE used to do. I mean, like in 95, those kind of simple two-hour show. The only match that probably was sucky was the Chavo Guerrero match. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ch- well, who did, who did Chavo face at the pay-per-view? Uh, Robbie E. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> well, then again, I shouldn't say that. Don't don't let let me not let my hatred for the character make me stupid. Robbie E can go. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to shit on the guy as far as his skill. The character annoys the fuck out of me. But um, yeah, but Chavo's. I mean, yeah, he was underused like heck during the end of the WWE run. But he's not as great as everyone probably makes him out to be. Because no offense, he's not that great on the mic. I mean. In a way, Hernandez is stronger on the mic, and that's saying something. I have a feeling, I mean, it happens to all tag teams. They're going to write the breakup for these two at some point. It's going to be in the distant future. It's not going to happen right away. But I think seeing a feud between them, although physicality-wise... Supermex, I mean, that. now you want to talk about the opposite. Is Supermex a great promo? No. That's he's where good in the ring. oh fuck he the, the, he is probably one of the best big men in wrestling today with without a doubt I won't argue that one fucking bit yeah and uh, I got why in the heck did they do that whole segment with um, Joseph Parks and Devon I'm just hoping to God they don't have it where Parks beats Devon for the TV belt or that what well, looks like a title on Devon you know and little. <laughs> I tend to be a nitpicker sometimes. It's just my personality. You know, they invented this thing about maybe 60 years ago. I'm looking it up right now. Just give me a minute. Oh, here it is. It's called a copy machine. And what it does is it lets you make as many copies of a document that you want. Why was it the end of the world that Devon ripped up that divorce decree? Motherfucker, you work in a law office. Print out 10 of them. I mean, I was like, the fuck? And then Joseph Park is scrambling to pick up the pieces like he's going to glue them back together and submit it in court. Well, like I said, it's probably just going to set up a feud between those two for the belt or something's going to happen between them because they didn't have anyone else besides Devon come out, so. Well, I mean, he... Yeah, get someone else the belt. More deserving to at least get that belt back to recognize importance somewhat. 
Oh, I don't know if you can, bro. That belt is almost to the point. It where... was good when Joe had it, Samoa Joe, but then they give it back to Devon. I mean, they do not need a TV belt. Unless they start defending it or he has to, <laughs> then go ahead. But not give it to somebody else. And then have them go face and they said, we want the belt back. And try anything they can to get the title back in the champion. Yeah, I hear you. Yes. But uh, anything else, man? Uh, pretty much, I gotta say, this impact, it was decent at best, and that's mostly because of the main event. Because everything else was kind of like blah. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about the main event for a little bit. Main event was, I wasn't 100% thrilled with the ending. I think the ending could have been written a little better, but the match itself, I have no complaints. I mean, Bully. Except for Bully Ray purposely putting himself on the table. Yeah, that's true. That was a little what bit of a it? botch. It was like playing slow-mo and back in reverse. Yeah, I mean, but you got to remember, if, if you look if you look at this match and you go back and look at the TLC matches that they had in WWE, you got to remember a few things. Both guys were a lot younger, okay? You know, they were in their prime. For, for two guys their age, although I know Jeff isn't terribly old, but Bully's been around for a long time. But I tell you, he, he still impressed me tonight. You know, it was a good match. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, yeah. I almost think they broke too many tables because fucking Jeff Hardy goes up the ramp and there's a table there. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to wonder what they're going to do now for the world title. Cause I, I kind of hope they get Hardy away from the belt for a while. He's been involved since, um, I think, Bountiful Glory last year. Yeah, but away who, from it. who do you get? I mean, uh, Angle Samoa again? I mean, Samoa Joe or freaking um, Kurt Angle. Because I think they're going to have AJ go for the belt at Bountiful Glory. Yeah, yeah, the whole AJ thing's kind of up in the air. You know, that's going to lead into next week, too. Yeah, and then you got to do something, because that fan's him just walking off over and over. It's going to get stale. Well, I was the first one who said it was stale when he left. But I'll say this, when he walked away. But with Hogan decreeing that he's got to wrestle James Storm next week, they set up next week's impact pretty good. So, you know, I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing that just to see. Yeah, I'm surprised he, AJ comes out for the match with Storm and then Daniels and Kazarian come out and just somehow try to get him to hit their side and help him. But he's going to just walk off or something like that. Yeah, now that's a good scenario right there. That's a way the match never even gets underway. DQ, you know, and he gets to walk off again. But like I said, you don't want to drag it too, too. TNA's been getting kind of bad at some of this in dragging these storylines. I mean, Aces and Eights has gotten, has re-gotten my interest, but it did drag for quite some time before it really got, really got interesting. So, yeah. And we finally saw him coming into the arena, or at least riding on motorcycles. Except for Bully, he disappeared from off screen. Yeah, but I mean, you know, now that's another angle that I think is going to have to come to come to a a bigger head at some point. And it's all going to revolve around the world title. They kept putting that over tonight. Oh, if 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 Jeff wins the world title, TNA gets gets control back. So that's good. That's smart. You're making that belt mean something. It was the same thing when the NWO hijacked the WW, uh, WCW title. Excuse me. That that's the same dynamic you have here. Who controls the belt controls the company. Yeah, that's pretty. I agree, and that's pretty much it for my call. So if someone else wants to call, go right ahead. 
All right. Take care, bud. Bye. Okay, well, the phone lines are still open. I'll repeat it again. 501-588-7957. Sunday night showdown to your Skype. want to try to get another call in before the break. But Anthony spoke about the main event uh, tonight, which was, of course, Jeff Hardy versus Bully Ray. And it was ba- it was basically a TLC match. I mean, it, that's what it was, whatever you want to call it. It was, a T- it was a TLC match. And pretty damn good one. There was a sick, sick fucking bump that Jeff Hardy took to the outside, uh, to the, uh, the ringside area where he just didn't even protect himself. And, I mean, it was just, ugh. And one of our listeners, uh, WMD in chat, I actually took notes on this because it was so line of the night, says, I bet you someone at home is saying they know how to fall. <laughs> that that was that was so great. I had to make sure I remembered it. Yeah, I mean, that had nothing to do with knowing how to fall. He just fucking fell. I don't care if you know how, you don't know how, you're trained how. He took a sick-ass freaking bump really unprotected to the outside, and then off the top rope to the outside, he jumps on Bully Ray through the table, who Bully, yeah, he did position himself on the table, but it was funny, the table didn't break, and a lot of you who maybe didn't see Impact tonight are saying, oh my God, Bronx, really? No, the table fucking exploded. It was like that someone had TNT under that motherfucker. It was like a Japanese death match because Hardy drives Bully through the table and the table just flew, it flew apart. Sick, sick bump. I don't know what kind of tables TNA's using, but I like it. Uh, we, we go back to what happened with AJ. I'm going to go back to this a little bit. Hogan calls AJ out to the ring. And he wants to know, look, brother, you know, what side are you on? We're at war. We need to know what side you're on. And James Storm comes out and says they're going to have a fight. But then, of course, bad influence comes out. Kaz cuts a pretty damn good promo, says they're there to mend fences. Yeah, right. After all the shit you put this guy through. And they see through all this shit, whether you go with, with Hogan's regime or you go with Aces and Eights, they're going to use you, abuse you, chew you up, spit you out. So they're putting more wood on the fire, of course. And as AJ ter- finally turns around to leave, and he's still lugging around this Aces and Eights jacket that Mr. Anderson gave him earlier. As he's leaving, Hulk Hogan interrupts and says, you know what, next week, regardless of whether you like it or not, this is coming to an end. You're going to fight C- Cowboy James Storm whether you like it or not. So that sets up a match for next week's Impact. Another match for next week's Impact that's interesting is Kurt Angle says he wants to show that he's still the baddest man in wrestling. And he wants a handicap match between Briscoe and Bischoff, which he's granted. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes next week. Like I said, they did a decent job setting up next week's impact ODB is the referee the new referee uh, thank God tonight where we have Terran Terrell versus Gail Kim 
And Taryn Terrell goes over and Gail Kim is bitching to ODB that, you know, again, just bitching. That's Gail Kim's character. She bitches and bitches and bitches and bitches and bitches. But I like seeing ODB back. It was a mark out moment. And, you know, it was, it was, it was a good show. It was a good show. I mean, other than, you know, the continuity of it all, you know, with aces and eights, again, this AJ thing, you need to do something. It's, it's dragging. It's dragging. And next week, I got a feeling Anthony is absolutely 100% positively right. Yes, I said it. Anthony's right. Mark Tate. Well, shit, I got to Mark Tate myself. But I'm serious. I really think that, you know, next week, bad influence is going to come out and allow AJ to walk off again. Brooke Hogan was at ringside. And one of the first things I thought, because Brooke tells Hulkster, you know, Hulkster wants her up in the skybox with him being safe. And she says, no, I want to be at ringside. I want to look, you know, Bully Ray in the eyes. And while this match is going on, Hogan reluctantly agrees. And then we have another segment in the back with Matt Morgan, where he gets in Hulk Hogan's face and says, hey, you know, you just keep making mistakes. You keep making mistakes. And one day you're going to make a mistake so big, you're not going to recover from it. But we don't see Morgan in action. You know, I, I, another guy who, what are you, what are you going to do with him? You know, I have a theory about all this. And this is where sometimes you get what you want, but you find out it might not really be what you want. Because everybody has been talking about how TNA should have cut their pay-per-views, me included. And they did that. They went from 12 pay-per-views a year to four. You know, these, these little pay-per-views in between, these one-night-onlys, I really don't count those as pay-per-views. I'm sorry. You guys know how I feel about that. But the thing of it is, the problem with splitting up the pay-per-views so much now is you've got three months to build to them. Sometimes having too little time to build to a pay-per-view is just as bad as having too much time. And you're going to get these slow burns because they've got so many weeks of impact to fill now. It's no more four weeks of impact, eight hours to get your shit together. You've got, you know, shit. 52 weeks a year, you've, you've got eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 fucking impacts before you get to a major pay-per-view. So you kind of have to drag out storylines. That's where our double-edged sword comes in. Too much, too little. I think six would have been an even number. I'm not going to bitch at them because they did do what we all wanted and cut them. But I think six would have been a little more well-rounded number. Eight weeks straight to build up a storyline so you didn't have to rush, rush, rush too much to get to the freaking pay-per-view. That, that's just my take on it. That's why I think you're going to start seeing real... Things really go slow. So if you're a TNA fan, you might have to find a little bit of patience. Just my opinion. But, you know, the gut check, 
I'm almost done with that. To, to me, it's kind of boring. I know for the indie fans, it's probably something cool, but it seems like they always, always manage to fuck it up. Every time we have a gut check, people bitch about it because the guys, they have are veterans. So, you know, and then they always select the wrong guy, like tonight. All in all, it was a decent show. It wasn't perfect, but I don't expect anyone to be perfect. Shit, I'd grade it it a straight B. You know, love the main event. Love some of the uh, interactions between Hogan and other people on the roster. I like Kurt Angle. I think it's cool that he wants to prove he's the baddest motherfucker out there. But again... Setting up for pay-per-views, man. Too much time. Too much time. But we haven't had any phone calls just yet. So with that being said, I am going to take my first commercial break. My only commercial break. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. (sighs) Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. <sighs> Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501 501- 588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Let's go to our ring announcers.
wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the Open Book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing video games, the Open Book, Fantasy EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Cowboy. Cowboy. And now, back to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west with real All right, everyone, back to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. I am the Bronx Father, uh, having a good time tonight. Just, uh, it's good to be back. You know, when you miss a week and you come back, you, you feel refreshed. Just talking some TNA. Some news, man. The phone lines are still open, by the way, guys. So give me a call. Send me an email, TNA Chat Live at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Um, Chris Sabin is making his return to TNA Wrestling this month after suffering a torn ACL. The former TNA X Division tag team title holder suffered the injury during an episode of Impact back in June of 2012, and apparently he will be back. So that's good to hear. You know, I don't know if I want to go here. Ah, fuck it. I read a news story today about TNA president Dixie Carter sent her best wishes to WWE this weekend for the big WrestleMania 29 pay-per-view. Writing on Twitter, Carter said she met Stephanie McMahon for the first time this week, and although she did not mention where, it was most likely at the Reed Flair funeral, since both Stephanie and her husband Triple H are big friends of Ric Flair. Wish her and her family much success this weekend, Carter wrote. TNA capitalized on the thousands of fans who were in the area for WrestleMania and put up a non-televised show in New York last night. Well, I believe it was Friday night in Long Island, which featured an appearance by Hulk Hogan. You know, we've said it before, and this just goes to show. I almost feel Dixie is too nice to be in this business. I, and, and now, mind you, I don't, I don't have a problem with her wishing them luck. 
But it's WrestleMania. They don't need luck. They don't need you wishing them luck. I I just don't think you should be kind of talking about the, you know, just even acknowledging what I would say is quote-unquote competition. I mean, TNA is not really competition for WWE at this point. But at the end of the day, I just don't agree with that. Don't don't send tweets to WWE. Don't talk to WWE. I just I find that a little bit problematic. I mean, if she wants to do it, that's fine. I mean, it, it's in in her mind. It's it's being nice, I guess. But I don't know. I just don't agree with it. That's just me. Kurt Angle talked with the Sun about a variety of topics. When I do retire, I won't be coming back. But I do see myself, after my contract is up, going on a reduced schedule where I will be part-time and only doing particular pay-per-views and televisions. I definitely am still going to be involved in wrestling because even though, thank God, I'm financially set, I love what I do. It's hard to walk away from it when you can still do it. I'm still kicking hard and in my prime. I haven't lost a step. If this happens in TNA, then great. I'll be there for the big shows and represent them the best way I can. Hopefully, they'll get a lot more success out of it, more pay-per-view buys, and more attendance. Yeah, Kurt's at a point in his career now where I think he needs, like, a real limited schedule. And he's been cutting back a little bit. But Kurt, he's given enough. You know, I don't want to see the guy end up crippled. And he's kind of banged up. So if they put him on a reduced schedule, I'd have no problem with that. I mean, Kurt, you know, he's done all he can do. I'm I'm wondering what everybody thinks about the fact that, you know, Bully Ray said tonight, I don't want, you know, I don't want anybody to help me. He made the Aces and Eights promise not to come out there and help. But then, during the match, Taz pa- passes him the timekeeper's uh, bell striker, I guess you could call it, and he hits freaking Jeff Hardy over the head when they're on the ladder. Jeff Hardy goes down. He w- ma- retains the title. I'm wondering if they're g- this is going to lead to, and it's weird because the three-man announce team is starting just to grow on people, but D'Lo got his ass fired from TNA for doing something similar to that. Now, mind you, this was a match with no rules. You could do anything you want. So technically, that's where Bully Ray could say, hey, shit, you know, I'm allowed to do that. But do you want an announcer, and Tanae shit all over him, do you want an announcer who's going to help out guys in the ring? So I'm wondering if we might see a two-man announce team for a little bit. Um, Taz has gotten better. He's not the best. I didn't mind when it was just him and Tanae. But, I mean, after what he did tonight, that's probably going to start start some questions within the company. I wouldn't be surprised if you see something where freaking Dixie punishes him in some way. You know, you can't, you can't fucking have announcers passing foreign objects to people. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, Bronx Father, it's L Train. What's up, man? Oh, man. You know, it's, 
it's been a hell of a long time since I've really critiqued TNA because I thought they've been doing a real great job. Um, man, there were a lot of issues I had with tonight, you know. I mean, particularly the gut check. I'm going to put aside the fact that, you know, I feel like they really dropped the ball not to pushing Adam on to the second half of the thing because, you know, for, for anybody who knows me, you know, I, 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 I've i seen Adam plenty of times uh, live down here in California. But, I mean, for me, I, the, I had a problem more so with the whole concept of gut check tonight. I mean, I think the past two times uh, when they had – what happened last week on Impact and the last gut check with the females? I mean, with the fact that I mean, I mean, the last time with, when the, with the female gut check, they they put the they put the gal through. Tonight, as you said, we saw Magno and Adam Pierce, and even though it seemed like it was the majority that everybody thought Adam should have gone through, they put Magno through. But when it came to deciding whether he gets a contract, the first two the first two. Um, um, responses were both no. Now, maybe it's just me, but if the concept of gut check is that you're trying to get people interested in TNA finding new stars and building them up, if you're going this route, doesn't that kind of diminish the interest people would have in seeing future gut checks because you're seeing people get turned down and, it, I mean, it's kind of right off the bat. I'm thinking that this is going to lose a lot of interest with people who for the time being, are still interested in the gut check uh, thing. I lost interest in it weeks ago. I mean, that that's just me. It's like the fucking TV title, but you're right. Look, I mean, it, if it was up to me, I would say just, you know, you want to sign someone, just sign them. That's all. You know, let's not have this, this work where, you know, a guy's got to decide. And here's the thing. Again, I got to believe this is a fucking work. They don't really come out and make these decisions on the fly. What are these guys getting paid who are being sent there just to become losers? And I, it just, I, I don't get it. I mean, and I, I'm not even sure, I don't really remember when it was that they started changing it up. I mean, when it started, obviously, you had these new guys that they were bringing in and they were fighting some of the guys on the roster. And I know over the past few weeks or months or so, they've actually been having two contestants who are fresh faces to the Impact audience. They've been having them have matches. I don't really know why the changeup was with that, but I'm wondering also how long it's going to be going because, you know, like I said, if they if they keep things up the way they have been, I don't think the whole uh, concept is going to be around for a while. No, I don't think so. I, I think it's I think unfortunately it's going to die and it's going to die a horrible death and that's going to be the end of it. That's that's a failed experiment. See now something like Open Fight Night that for me has been working. I wasn't thrilled with the last one. But still, that's a concept that I find highly entertaining most of the time. That's pretty cool. But the whole gut check thing, I'm, I'm thinking, look, you know, again, you want to sign a guy, just fucking sign him, debut him, that's it. You know, no, you don't need all this freaking rigmarole. <laughs> rigmarole, nice one. Uh, now, you brought up the whole AJ Styles thing, and what we saw tonight was, you know, it looks like they're kind of leading it to that he might have three options about... What are, you, what are you going to be doing? They had the whole thing with Aces and Eights. They had the thing with Hulk and you know, James Storm. And tonight we saw the thing with Daniels and Kazarian. In all honesty, it, well, first, first of all, I was a little bit confused by that. When they had Hulk and uh, AJ out there, and he said he was giving them an ultimatum. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you give someone an ultimatum, 
you don't expect them to walk off, right? You want them to be standing there making a decision right then and there. I was wondering, I mean, Hulk, what are you, what are you doing? You just said you want an answer from him, and you're just walking off, and you're left, you're left there with a mic in your hand, and all you do is make a match for the next week. And for some reason, that, that ending right there kind of killed the whole thing for me right there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like an ultimatum is, hey, you know, you want this job or not? You got till Tuesday to let us know. And you call the guy Wednesday. Well, we already gave you the job. It gave someone else a job. Sorry. I get what you're saying. And then not for nothing, AJ Styles is starting to look like Vince Russo on steroids. <laughs> Rob, now you, you know better than anybody, man. That is not a nice thing to say. How are you going to compare somebody to Vince Russo in any, in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe that was a little harsh. I'm just saying in looks, not in personality or anything. But being now, if AJ starts talking with an accent, then I think we have something to worry about. True. No, nah, I wouldn't want to see that. But but in reality, I get what you I get what you're saying. Now again, you have the possibility next week is this match between him and Storm actually going to happen? Because if it does. The ending, it, let's say it happens. Then the ending is going to tell us a lot about AJ. Who goes over? I, I think it's jumping too quick from a storyline that's been going 10 miles an hour to jamming on the gas and going 90 if you let the match take place. It might start, but it sure as hell isn't going to end. Because if James goes over, what do you do with AJ then? What's his attitude then? If AJ goes over, well, then what the fuck? You've got a guy who you don't know where the hell his head is beating one of your top guys. So I think that's during the match, you might see aces and eights and maybe, you know, bad influence come out and try to start some shit. I think it has to happen. There's got to be some interference in that match. I think, I think that's possible. I mean, I, I definitely think you're going to be seeing bad influence. I... I, I personally think that AJ is going to say, you know, he's going to say screw off to all three of them, and I think he's just going to, I think he's just going to be that walking the beat of my own drum guy. I, I, there's no chance in hell he's going to be going with Daniels and Kazarian. He's not going to be signing with Hogan. The the interesting dynamic of that is I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with Aces and Eight because I think he's just going to toss that that jacket that vesting right back at him, and then it's going to be I, I don't know if he might be playing the tweener role for a while. But I do think that if he rejects them, that is going to make him um, a bit of a target in their eyes, even though he's not, you know, 100% face if he uh, if he goes that route. You know, it's almost getting to the point where, and I was thinking about this while I was watching the show, where Hogan has become, I think one of the reasons I wanted to see Brooke turn tonight, and I really thought it was going to happen, but I was wrong. I still think, I still think, at somewhere down the road soon. Because let's face it, and again, I'm overthinking things. Why wouldn't you as Brooke immediately go and try to get that marriage annulled? Marriages can be annulled real quickly if your partner screws you over. So why would she still choose to remain married? Okay, she doesn't wear the ring. But it's almost where I want to see Hogan... His character, not Hogan himself, his character, dragged through the mud and just 
mentally destroyed as much as possible. Because for the first time in a long time, Hogan's character, I feel some sympathy for. Which is something Hulk Hogan hasn't been able to get me to do for a long fucking time. I feel bad for the freaking guy. You know, his daughter, his best friend Sting ended up causing all these problems. His son-in-law fucked him over. You know, he tried to tell his daughter she wouldn't listen. You want to put the final nail in the coffin. You have Brooke turn and maybe you do an angle where Hogan just, just needs to take some time off from the, the whole general manager, whatever they call it, role because his life is completely in shambles. Everyone likes a good, pathetic character. And Hogan's doing a pretty damn good job. All right, um, last point on this, and it kind of does lead into uh, um, Bully Ray, and, uh, and a thought that just popped in my head, so I, I guess it's kind of two scenarios I've got for you. Um, the first one is that after we saw him beat Jeff Hardy tonight, who do you think is li- going to be lined up next to face Bully Ray for the title? I mean, I think Hardy's kind of off to the wayside now, and remember him back to the Fatal 4-Way a few weeks ago. It looks like Angle's going to be tied up with Briscoe and, uh, and, and Garrett for a while. Uh, we haven't seen Mag. I don't think we saw Magnus or Joe. I know we didn't see him tonight. I don't know if we saw him last week either. Um, I'm trying to think about what other people they're going to be who's who they can bring up. I mean, there is a possibility that maybe Sting and Hogan work something out, and they might make that a title match: Sting versus Bully Ray. And the other thing I was thinking of, you just brought up the whole fact that you know Hogan's Hogan's kind of being made as this you know this, this broken down character. His son-in-law has screwed him over, and his daughter. The thought that just popped up into me. Do you think they could be doing this as a takeoff of the whole Vince, Triple H, Stephanie thing from back in the day during the Attitude Era? You know, like, it's, it's you know, uh, Bully Ray tricks the boss's daughter into marrying him, and they're, you know, like you said, you're expecting Brooke to turn tonight, which I actually didn't think that was going to happen. But eventually down the line, it might. Do you think that's a, kind of an angle they're playing off of? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you can recycle a good wrestling angle. God damn it, Jim Cornette. I always forget how many years he says. I think it's seven. (laughs) You can recycle a good angle. Yeah, I think that's exactly where they're going. But if we're going to draw parallels between the two angles, then we have to have the Brooke heel turn because that was a whole thing that sold it back in the Attitude Era when Stephanie, and she had a legit reason. Now, the, the thing... The thing you need, and then I'll answer your second question. The first thing you need is a reason. The The reason could be overprotectiveness. I'm tired of you treating me like a little girl. I'm try, tired of you trying to fucking just get in, involved in every aspect of my life, Dad, and that's why I did what I did. As far as your second question, I'm really at a, I'm trying to work it out. Who could be your next number one contender? Like you said, I think Jeff Hardy might phase out of the title picture for a little bit. It's not going to be AJ because he's so fucked up in the head we don't know. I'm thinking you got James Storm, who's a possibility. You also have, now you have to remember, I'm wondering if Aries and Rude remain a tag team after what went down tonight. They're going to get their rematch against Chavo and Supermax, but I don't think they're going to get the belts back. After that, you might want to split them up, and one of them could go for the world title, but the problem with that is right now they're both heels. And they're pretty damn good at it. Exactly. They're very damn good at it. 
you know, I've said this. TNA seems to be pretty damn heel heavy right now. You know, uh, what about this for a twist? And I don't think, I think it's, uh, it's probably the farthest likelihood that it'll happen. But what if somehow we see a, a face turn or at least an alternate um, world title shot turn with Matt Morgan? I mean, we've been seeing this getting teased all these past weeks with uh, Hogan. What if he kind of like tries to coerce him into getting him a title shot so that he can, you know, supposedly um, try and get the belt back from Aces and Eights? Well, Hogan's trying to correct his mistakes. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, he's trying to correct his mistakes. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. After what Morgan said tonight, maybe Hogan goes, well, you know something, Matt? You're right. I did make a mistake by not making you the number one contender. And because I'm trying to clean my slate, I tell you what. I'm not asking you to represent me. I'm not asking you to get revenge from my family, but I'm asking you as a guy who believes in TNA to get that title back for us. After that, brother, if you want to slap me in the face, that's fine. But as long as you promise me you'll stay TNA, you got your shot. That could work. Yeah, that could work out. I like it. It's possible. I mean, either... He loses the chance, or he actually turned coats on Hogan and joins Aces and Nates, which may be a possibility because the way he's been looking the past few weeks, I think he's got a little bit of Mike Knox beard from 2009 growing on his face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with the beards, man. I don't, I just don't know. You know who I think started it? Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, he, he started the whole fucking beard thing, and then you had the Cody Rhodes fucking Elmo mustache and. Well, you remember what Trey said, right? The Elmo mustache. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. The Pedo mustache. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, just the beards are getting out of fucking hand. You know, it's like we need to do something. We need to do something with the facial hair. I mean, shit. (laughs) You know what I think it is? I think maybe they were listening to some old uh, archives with Charles Shane from back in the day, and I think, "Hmm, you know what? This shit could actually catch on. It's possible, man. You, you never know. <laughs> All right, but that's going to do it for my uh, TNA talk tonight. So uh, I'll catch you another time, bro. All right, thanks, Train. Take care, man. You too. Peace. Um, I'm wondering in my amateur with my amateur production skills if I should turn the levels down because I have a very strange feeling that we're about to get a rant. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Speak. Oh my god, yes, it's Ashley here, for those of you listening. Um, sadly, it's not going to be exactly a rant, because, yeah, it's well, it's, it's a sort of rant, it's not going to be that loud, don't worry, Ross. Yeah, you just don't want to wake people up, it's like fucking 5am where you are. <laughs> well, 25, 25 past 4, so, damn close. Close but, enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just really... Tonight kind of proved why Gut Check doesn't deserve to be around. I mean, we've already had the issue over the, the website being hacked or whatever, which I don't think still hasn't been put up. We've all, you know, there was a list of about 350 to 5 million people in about 16 different brackets or something. 
and only one of them would actually get a chance at the gut check. And then, after the form of tonight, they probably won't get picked anyway. Yeah, in my mind, it's t- to me, it's dead. It's, it's just dead. I mean, I'll be real honest. I never enjoyed it that much from the get-go. You know, I just, it, it's kind of been, first of all, the guys they have now, who do they have? They've got Danny Davis, Bruce Pritchard, and Al Snow. And the best, the best talker among the three of them, Al Snow, didn't even fucking get to make a vote tonight because, again, why do you make the guy win it when you know you're just going to go out and and screw over Magneto and he's going to go back and join the Brotherhood of Mutants and start killing motherfuckers? Yeah, you've, you've got bloody Adam Pierce who's been well. Apparently, he had a trial for WCW as well back in 2000 and could have got a job there. But that was at the time when WCW was basically, um, you know, the, the mask on the face was all very nice, but underneath it was completely going to crap. And then you've got Gandalf. Sorry, Magneto. Sorry, Magna. Sorry, Great Intelligence. Oh, I can't. I don't even remember his name, but, you know, he isn't a bad wrestler, but no way. I, is he ready to even get a chance? And the, the amount of botches that he was doing, why they chose him? I mean, I get the whole idea, you versus experience, but at the minute, it would even make more sense to have him just be there so he could push some of the young talent. Yeah, even that. I mean, who was it in chat? I don't remember if it was you. It, and if it wasn't you, I, I apologize. Who said earlier on that he had a match with the Sheik at some point? Not that Sheik. Oh, I see. It's a different Sheik. What it was is um, he held the title for, I think, about two years or so. And actually, no, it wasn't. It was um, Colt Cabana beat him. I think it was about this time two years ago, roughly. And then about two months after... This guy called the Sheik, I can't remember what his real name was, but he beat Colt Cabana for the NWA world title. Two months later, he was supposed to defend it one-on-one against um, against Pierce. But basically, I guess he knew that he was going to drop the belt straight back to Pierce. So he basically went, no, I'm not fighting him. So they had to forcibly strip him and then put it on Pierce in some sort of four-way match. Pierce held the belt then until April last year, which Colt Cabana got again, which then led to the... If you look for it on YouTube, it's hashtag seven levels of hate, I believe. And it was a best of seven series where each match had a stipulation. And it got to match six, and there was fire involved. And it apparently went wrong, and the NWA went, oh, for, for this reason alone... The seventh match in Australia will not be for the title. And they basically decided this two or three days before the match was actually supposed to happen. So the match happened. Cabana won. And the, the, the promo, I think, is also up as well that they cut in the ring. 
but basically Ad, Adam says I don't deserve to be champ you have the belt and Cabana goes kind of Shane Douglas style all, all the people that have been in this it's all about the past but I'm Colt Cabana I'm about the future and so he doesn't want the belt and Pierce goes well if you don't want the belt I don't want the belt either and they drop it to the floor Shit. and basically Pierce goes effective immediately I uh, resign from NWA because you took me out when you tuned him out pointing to Cabana and then just actually he, he still had the belt in his hands and then he just said to NWA straight down to camera I wish you the best in your future endeavours damn just dropped it and there's the line from Bruce Pritchard tonight saying, can this guy do a promo? Look on bloody YouTube, mate. He can do promo. The stuff, I mean, he was booker. He was head booker for a couple of years in Ring of Honor. Apparently leaving due to some sort of difference backstage. Which could have been Jim Cornette, I don't know. But, you know, he did stuff there. He's done stuff in PWG. Which, no disrespect to Magno, he's done some good stuff. Sandro would know more about him, but I think he's CMWL or AAA, but he's certainly a Mexican wrestler. But, you know, as soon as I saw him tonight and coming out to the ring, I was going, who's that coming out the see, stage? See, now, wait a minute. Why, 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 <laughs> did, why does a Spanish guy have to know more about a Mexican wrestler? See, that's just racist. He follows the Mexican product and the Japanese product way more than I do. No. No, I can I can barely cope with all the indie stuff. You know, if you listen to the WrestleCon coverage that we did last week and the one that we're going to put out this weekend, the shows basically go three hours long because that much happened. Yeah, it sounds you know, like a lot to cover. T- ten different shows over the course of the weekend that didn't even include Mania or TNA's house show. Yeah, well, welcome to the whole indie show, because... Yeah, you pretty well, much, that wasn't supposed to be a cheap plug. No, I mean, you just breaking down that whole shit, you know, and I appreciate that, because like I said, this is why I'm glad we got hosts on this network that work together, because yeah. I didn't know all that shit, you know, you, you came out and you really you summed up a good history, I thank you and for that. And of course, the irony is, as well, the only person that's won the gut check so far, in its current format, Jay Bradley... Yeah is still working on the indies at the minute, aside from doing his stuff in OVW. Wow. Yeah, it's dead. I mean, get, look, I'm not going to shit on them for it failing. I mean, it was poorly planned. You know, I'm not going to make it about the whole damn company that I'm dissatisfied for, but sometimes you try something that doesn't work, and sometimes you you fuck it up. And I shouldn't say that they tried something that didn't work, let me be honest, I don't want to come off as one of those guys who, oh, you know, he'll defend TNA forever. No, they fucked it up. It's their fault, period. Mm. Well, there was one thing that kind of saved it. Because as he walked, uh, somebody posted it on the Facebook page. I can't remember who. I might have a quick look because I think it's at the top of the page where I am. But somebody said when he walked off, he kind of muttered under his breath, you fools. <laughs> So I'm just wondering if he's going to be a Joey Ryan. In which case, he didn't win, but he'll still get signed anyway because 
if not, WWE will sign him in booking or whatever. Or he'll he'll be uh, developmental training in NXT, even though California to Florida is a pretty long way. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, Ashley, man, thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you coming on here and just breaking down history so we can understand why everybody was so pissed and you were so pissed. I mean, you know, and you're right. I mean, that decision tonight was just asinine. I, I Either get rid of the gut check or at least get rid of it for a while and revamp it. That's my wait, wait until next month. Next month, I've heard it's going to be Bob Backlund versus Bruno San Martino. And now you're just being a wise ass. <laughs> Night, Bronx. Go to bed. All right, guys. We're going to end the phone call segment because I got two quick uh, things I want to go over, and then I'm going to check for emails. I know I have one email that was sent to me a week ago that I intended to read last week, but I'll, I'll break it down for you tonight. In case you want to find out if you can view Impact Live in your area, the schedule for Impact uh, taping dates and Impact Live event dates, April 25th, they'll be in Indiana, PA, Pennsylvania, I believe that is. May 9th, Tupelo, Mississippi. May 23rd, Tampa, Florida. June uh, June 6th, excuse me, Duluth, Georgia. June 20th, Peoria, Illinois. June 29th, and this one kind of made me do a double take. Las Vegas, Nevada. July 18th, Louisville, Kentucky. August 1st, Wichita Falls, Texas. They're going back to Texas. August 15th, Norfolk, Virginia. Another big-ass city. August 29th, they'll be in Cleveland, Ohio. So if there's going to be an impact near you, you know, the tickets are reasonably reasonably priced. If you're a TNA fan, go see them. You know, I hope they do well. This I'm only going to bring up because I got to give props to Colin Vassilo on this off of wrestling-online.com. TNA Knockout Mickey James has a new video for her song, Somebody's Gonna Pay, featuring TNA superstar Magnus and former WWE Divas champion and Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. The video is about a guy played by Magnus who is going out with a girl and dumps her, then goes to a bar where his former girl is there and hooks up with another woman. Stratus plays a bartender and even lands her chick kick to a guy while Mickey pulls a Jeff Jarrett and slams the guitar over Magnus's head. James and Trish are big friends and Trish name-checked her during her Hall of Fame speech when thanking her former, former rivals during her time in WWE. Magnus, the lucky bastard, is Mickey James' real-life boyfriend. Now, some people may say I, I thanked Colin for the story. Yes and no. There is a picture on wrestling-online.com of Mickey looking great in a bikini. I mean, great. That picture made my day. So I want to thank my friend who I broke bread with on Friday night, even though he did tap out to the nachos. 
Colin Vassilo for that wonderful story and even oh, shit more wonderful picture yeah WWE she's fat unless you spell that with a PH you're fucking nuts I mean just really amazing now the email I want to read so far I don't have any emails tonight but this email was sent to me a little bit ago it's a little bit long. It is from OWW Forums. The television, hey Bronx, the television channel that's been airing TNA Impact Wrestling in New Zealand for the past year, Sky TV's The Box, is dropping Impact Wrestling due to, in their words, poor ratings. The Box was never as accommodating to Impact Wrestling as they have always been to the WWE shows. Both WWE and TNA air on the same channel. For example, Impact Wrestling was given a poor time slot on Saturday nights at 10.30 and a rescreening on Sunday the next morning. Who is going to be watching at those times? People are out on Saturday nights and are either sleeping in or at church on Sundays. And in the 13 months that Impact aired on the box, I rarely saw an Impact Wrestling commercial air throughout the week. The box have basically starved TNA of a decent time slot in advertising, thus preventing the TNA product in New Zealand from having the kind of successful following that it has in Australia and the United Kingdom. The box could have easily prevented the demise of TNA on our screens. The box's lineup consists mainly of back-to-back <laughs> outdated episodes of The Simpsons, CSI, Law and & Order, and 24. Other shows which regularly and continuously air on the box were canceled years ago, so there were many opportunities to put Impact in a more prominent time slot. Unfortunately, the WWE have put their weight into the box, occupying Friday night for Raw and Sunday night for the main event in SmackDown, with the rescreening playing throughout the weekend. In between the 10 Simpsons episodes, which air one after another, so Friday and Sunday are no-go for TNA, ideally, Impact could have aired hours after being shown in the U.S., which would be Friday night in New Zealand, but alas, Raw has Friday nights. Well, there was that short time when Raw aired briefly on the same night as it was shown in the U.S., Tuesday night New Zealand time. Coincidentally, it was around the same time Impact had gone live. So with Raw on Tuesdays, this would have freed up Friday nights to show Impact in that convenient time slot. But Raw's Tuesday time slot didn't last because according to the box, Raw wasn't drawing on Tuesday nights, but I think it was a strategy, maybe by WWE's part, to stop Impact from gaining momentum. Don't be surprised. Vince McMahon managed to get Joe Blanchard's Southwest Championship Wrestling driven off the USA Network so the WWF, WWF could be the only wrestling company on that network. However, I still hold the box responsible for being spineless and starving TNA wrestling of advertising. Impact's final episode in New Zealand will air in late April. Hopefully, Impact will find another channel in New Zealand that will look after TNA programming and give the TNA product the platform to draw a strong Kiwi following. I don't know exactly what Kiwi means. Long email, but it was pretty passionate. Um, shit. TNA has been its own worst enemy with advertising. That was a pretty, though, in-depth email of what's going on out there in New Zealand. So... I don't know. I don't know 
if I should blame all of this, you know, on that channel or should I blame it on TNA for just not, just not being, you know, good at advertising. They, they legit haven't been good at advertising. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I hope you guys get to continue to see impact. I think that sucks. But if both freaking companies are on the same channel, guess who wins? I mean, that's just the way of the world. I haven't been able to see if there was an update on this as to whether or not... I tried to look today as to whether or not TNA did get a new TV deal out there with somebody. But it sucks. You know what, man? Internet streams, I know a lot of times they're used illegally. But you got to remember, when you when you try to ostracize your fans, they're going to go whatever way they have to, especially if they want to see a product. It's kind of shitty. You know, I, I just, I'm sorry for that. And I hope the people in New Zealand manage to, to find a way to watch Impact. Believe me, guys, there's ways to watch it. But with all that out of the way, the phone calls out of the way, the emails... Decent impact. Looking forward to impact next week. I'm going to close things down. It's getting late. The Bronx Father has work tomorrow. And I'm losing my voice reading extremely long emails. Luckily, I read pretty damn fast. So, guys, take care. Thanks for listening. Tune in to all the shows on the network. All your weekend podcasts. Uh, there will be no open book tomorrow night. Uh, Sean and Ashley taking a two-week hiatus. Hopefully they'll be back with us real soon. Beyond the Bell, the whole indie show, the hard way. Uh, whoa, boy. There's always so damn many. The Elite Force Podcast. Check all those out. SNSRadioNetwork.com. Tuesday, Wrestling News Live. Back, myself, Trey, and a returning JJ Sexay. Looking forward to hearing what JJ has to say. Maybe we'll even have a few stories for you guys. 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. Midweek Elite Force Podcast. Of course, next Thursday, I'll be back right here with TNA Chat Live. Let's see what TNA does next week. Hopefully, they keep our interest. I'm still interested, but let's see where we're going. Thank you all so much for listening. To all you podcast listeners, thank you for downloading. Have a great weekend, guys. More importantly, have a safe weekend. I'll catch you all next week. This has been TNA Chat Live, only on the SNS Radio Network. 